You're listening to the Sales for the Nigerian Wedding Industry podcast, and I'm your host, Abuja-based photographer, Tavishima Ayede. Earlier on, I made a recording about um, personal sales for wedding planners. It was meant to be an intro to some of the material that we discussed in wedding planning classes that was organized by these events earlier in the year. So in the last episode, uh, basically, I went through the intent behind uh, the course and why personal selling was important. So for those of you who haven't had listened to it yet, you can just skip back and you can get that. Now, before I continue, um, apologies. It's been very difficult finding a quiet place to record today. Children are crashing all over the place. So if you hear the sounds and the wailing and things falling on the floor and all of that, that's just me trying to avoid the kids in the living room so I can make a quick recording. Now, um, what I want to discuss today is a quick detour from our regular programming, if you can put it that way. The last episode was um, personal sales for wedding planners, an introduction to personal sales. But today, I want to talk about, I want to look, examine the idea if um, selling deep freezers to Eskimos is such a bad thing. Because I was listening to the Growth Colony podcast earlier today. It's an Australian sales podcast, but that's on business-to-business sales. That is business salesmen selling to other businesses and not like um, those of us in the wedding industry, which is business-to-consumer. So uh, I'm a photographer or I'm a wedding planner and I'm selling to an individual consumer rather than a business or a corporation. So it's a B2B um, podcast. Now, in the episode that I listened to, there was this assumption that it's only salesy, uh, it's only sleazy, rather, sleazy salespeople who can sell fridges to Eskimos or who can sell ice to Eskimos. And it's something that I hear a lot from uh, different podcasts and I hear from other people when we're talking about the topic of sales and personal selling. Now, people, uh, in my own opinion, I think this is a flawed character mock-up of a salesman. And I think, well, those kinds of people are out there who can sell salvation to the devil or sell anything to anyone. But I think that it doesn't, it's not a true picture of what um, the rest of us who engage, who make an honest living out of selling, it's, it's not an accurate picture of who we are and what it is that we do. For those of you who've been listening for a while, you remember that I said, in my own opinion, that sales is first of all a qualification process. You have to be sure that you have to keep asking questions at different stages in the process and in your initial client meeting to be sure that the person has a need, that the person can afford uh, what it is that you sell and that there's a sense of urgency. Now, there are different qualification frameworks that you can use. There's another one called um, BANT, uh, I think that's you know you find out the, if the you find out you ask questions to discover what the budget is, uh, find out uh, the authority structure um, behind the decision. You know who's going to make the decision in hiring the wedding planner. Is it the bride or the groom, or the groom's mom or the bride's dad? And then um, you also find out the timelines that they're working with. Uh, you know these are important qualification questions to ask to be sure that you're speaking to the right people 
and they actually do need your product so we're going to look into qualification frameworks later on in the future okay so in summary um whether or not you sell whether or not the eskimo is going to buy the freezer depends on how well it solves his problems so if buying a fridge or a freezer or a pack of ice is going to solve the eskimo's problem then it's not a sleazy thing to sell the ice to him and it is not uh, an unethical thing to sell freezers and fridges to eskimos because the underlying question is always going to be how well are you acquainted with his problem if you're poorly acquainted with his problem and he doesn't need the freezer or the fridge he's not going to buy now this is an actual and uh, historical case study that was done um, on the matter and i learned about this from an advertising textbook uh, unfortunately i can't remember the title right now but i know that was one of my mom's old textbooks my mom is uh, an mba grad and she studied uh, public relations her mba was in public relations so she has a lot of advertising texts and there was a salesman who actually did sell a fridge to uh, eskimos and um okay now let's get acquainted with the problem basically you have these people who live in sub-zero climbs everything freezes so ordinary people like you and i assume that they have no need for a freezer they have no need for a fridge they have no need for ice however they do have an acute problem because everything freezes it's hard to preserve some foods at room temperatures and that's the key to or to preserve things at let's say 18 degrees centigrade or 20 degrees centigrade now when i go to the market and i buy tomatoes i take them and i just chuck them into the fridge and then my wife gets angry because uh, i set the thermostat too low and the tomatoes are now frozen and it's now like um, mulch that would be the kind of problem that an eskimo would have he would want to keep his tomatoes nice and fresh and so he can take the fridge and dial the thermostat up to i don't know 25 26 or whatever that will keep the tomatoes nice and fresh and will stop them from going um from going bad so in this case um it actually is very good selling that a salesman can go to a village where eskimos are or sorry to a town where eskimos are and find out if there is a need for the product and in this case we've seen that there is a need people who live in sub-zero climbs need thermostats so that they can preserve food at room temperature or whatever temperature that they desire to keep their stuff nice and fresh so if you look at the example this way clearly you've seen that nothing sleazy has gone on and nothing unethical has happened and this is based on a historical case study if i can at a future date if i come across the book again i'll let you guys know so bottom line you are not sleazy for selling you're solving an actual problem for wedding photographers we are not selling sleaze for some of us there's the practical element of just going in and recording the wedding as it is for a couple of other people they're trying to sell a sophisticated or more idealized version of events and sometimes that is what clients want some clients just want it to be um, in out practical and some other people want everything sophisticated and highly um, idealized and that is the problem that a wedding photographer solves either way the client can't achieve these goals themselves if the groom could get a camera and photograph the whole thing and then obviously he would and he wouldn't uh he wouldn't bother about hiring you but he can't do that 
And if the groom's brother or sister or the bride's relative was handy enough with the camera and they were sure that the person was going to be able to deliver them quality service, whether they wanted things sophisticated and idealized or just practical, they would do that. So it's because they can't do that that they need a wedding photographer. So wedding photographers out there, you are not being sleazy. You're solving a problem. The same goes for wedding planners. Some wedding planners, their pitch is they're saving the clients money because the whole idea is they're familiar with vendors so they're able to aggregate vendors together and put together a good deal and so uh, sometimes having a wedding planner is not just an expense item because it's possible that you could pay a wedding planner you know 500,000 naira and then achieve overall savings of maybe a million or let's say 1.5 you know in that case it actually is a good deal and there are some wedding planners who that is their value prop and that is what it is that they sell so Wedding planners, you are not being sleazy. You are solving a problem. Other wedding planners are very good at putting together a package that makes the wedding really sophisticated and there's lots of pomp and pizzazz. And some people want that kind of wedding. And if you're that kind of wedding planner, you're not being sleazy. You are solving a problem. Other wedding planners have as their value prop that they're just trying to provide peace of mind. With me on the job as a wedding planner, you can get to enjoy the wedding. Auntie Kemi can get to enjoy herself. Nobody has to run around to be looking for drinks and which table has eaten, who hasn't eaten, and uh, who, which uncle has been uh, offended and none of that. So some people, that's, that's the value prop that they're selling. That With me as a wedding planner, you're getting peace of mind. So wedding planners, you're not being sleazy. You're solving a problem. And the same goes for wedding lightning and lighting and pyro. I've covered some weddings, well, only one actually, where there was no uh, ambient lighting whatsoever. Uh, obviously, the couple didn't think that they needed that. So in that case, it was not a problem. But for some people, they do want a certain ambience. They want a certain mood. And so they need all those turning lights and you know the pyrotechnics and you know whatever it is that you lighting people do you're not just being sleazy you are solving a problem someone has a wedding and the person wants it to be a rave atmosphere you're solving the problem because you know how to create the rave atmosphere as a lighting guy if the person wants a subtle uh, glamorous dinner type mood you're solving a problem because that is your expertise so, wedding professionals, please, don't fall prey to this kind of um, propaganda that, you know, we see all over uh, the internet and discuss in business circles because there's a lot of talk about how the wedding industry is just about um, fairity and nothing uh, substantial there. So, please don't fall victims to this uh, kind of propaganda. You're not in the business of sleaze. Wedding professionals are in the business of solving problems and if there was not a problem relating to wedding photography or wedding planning or wedding lighting or the wedding cake then there would not be the industry so always bear that in mind you're not in the business of sleaze you're solving wedding problems in future episodes we're going to look at more uh, frameworks that we can use to um, qualify to be sure that we are speaking to the right people, we're discovering what the problem is, and we are providing value. 
So thank you very much, guys, for listening. That has been my detour for now. At the next uh, recording, we'll get back to um, sales for wedding planners. As usual, any questions, comments, um, suggestions, hit me up on email. That's A-Y-E-D-E dot T-A-V-E-R at gmail.com. Ayede dot at gmail.com. Thank you very much, guys, for listening. Catch you on the next episode.